0: Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Sharon Crowley, where we interview and speak with thought leaders who are heart-centered, curious and conscious and exploring pathways that set yourself free. Welcome, Sharon.
1: Thanks, Elizabeth. Happy to be here.
0: Thanks. I'm happy to have you here, as always. And uh, Sharon is one of our regular guest co-hosts, and we thought for today's um, exploration of sovereignty, we would kind of dive in a little bit about why sovereignty and how that has played into each of our own lives, but um, why we want this platform and this space to exist for not only the people that we're talking with on air, but also for the listeners and the larger communities so that we can all take a moment to actually consider where do we feel free and in our full expression and able to give and use our gifts, talents, attributes, and abilities to the best of our um, opportunities and create those opportunities. And where are we feeling maybe restricted or held back or hindered Um, and wish that we could find that like that other outlet or that you know sort of like sometimes we're in a river where we feel constrained and then if you have ever been on a river and we have the mighty Mississippi here in Minnesota uh, that Sharon and I aren't too far away from and live nearby but um, it's almost like those rivers those mighty rivers can you know have offshoots and then all of a sudden you experience like I never knew that I could actually express this way or I could actually be in more freedom Um,
1: or even in the flow of it yeah Um, and as everybody else is coming down the river you're still in your own flow but you're ebbing and flowing with everybody without the resistance and everybody's moving down river together easily Um, yeah because I think in, in some cases, uh, I might feel safe if I'm constricted. Yeah. You know, and so there's, there's ways where uh, constriction ends up really uh, creating issues for me or anxiety or frustration. But then there's other times where a lack of freedom can make you feel a little bit safe. Right. You know, or me, anyway. Yeah. I don't know that that's... All. So there's... I, I like exploring the ideas about how I'm, you know, what I've experienced in my life up to this point, where I'm headed, uh, what my vision is, and also, you know, as I'm raising teenagers, where are they headed? You and me both. Yeah. 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 So...
0: Yeah, it's curious, because I think... I, I, I don't know about you, Sharon, but I think I have... I can distinctly recall my efforts and attempts to try to fit in, (laughs) to stay safe. (laughs) You know, like, oh, that feels scary to speak that out, or it feels scary to step outside of the group norm, uh, whatever group I'm in. Um, whether it's a school community, um, whether it's friend groups, whether it's work groups, but it can feel I can have that moment of like heart palpitation of like oh I'm I'm actually gonna say this yeah and I, if I'm reading the room right I might be the <laughs> only one that thinks this and that's gonna make me not fit in and um, I was really deeply reflecting on this this past year about uh, we're actually not meant to fit in right. And when we think about sovereignty, or at least when I do, um, there are many facets to it, which is one of the reasons I, you know, have a deep reverence for the word. Um, But when I think about it, it's like we we weren't meant to fit in. We were meant to authentically come and be ourselves with the gifts and talents that each of us possess, which are different.
1: Uh
0: And... If I'm fully in my authenticity and connected to what I'm here to do, then that kind of brushes off on someone else. And if they're fully in their authenticity and sharing their gifts and talents, it becomes this win-win. Like my freedom isn't at the cost of you right. and your freedom isn't at the cost of me. Right. And in fact, the more that we sit in that and and like support ourselves – Maybe not fitting in to mm-hmm. go back to my analogy, um, the brighter the world is, like I absolutely. just there's a shine to when people really step up into what they truly love to do, well and I even think, if it doesn't always make sense
1: absolutely, absolutely, and I think growing up, I'm of the generation where um. You know, you wanted to do well in school, and you wanted to do well with your peers, and you wanted to do—I wanted to do well in sports or whatever hobbies that I was doing, and I was always part of a team,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and whether that be in the classroom or that, you know, out on the field or in my family. I grew up with brothers. Yeah, you, know, I you always, me both. I always wanted mm-hmm. to be um, part of the group. I did. I, there was not something I— Was striving for uh, to do alone necessarily. Um, However, I think there was a trend, you know, when I kind of hit my mid years where people were celebrating their differences and, you know, the quote unquote geeks sort of became cool. And there was a celebration of somebody who was an individual. And they, it was almost like if if you were on the outskirts that became the thing to be and so i think it really helped me personally to be able to celebrate some of my differences because before that i kept the differences inside Uh, tried very hard not to let those differences out obviously they came out, and I usually would suffer some sort of consequence. And so, <laughs> so I was absolutely striving to fit in. And typically, when I was not, it was because I couldn't help myself. It was coming out. Mm-hmm. I was letting it out. Either I was tired, or I ate something I shouldn't have. For you know, my mom. Used Your to defenses say, became totally, down, like my, the protection. My mom used to say, "Well, if you continue to eat sugar, you're not going to have any friends." And <laughs> <laughs> so, but the. the Point being, I really worked hard at trying to stay within those groups and operate easily because I enjoyed the flow of a group.
0: Right. And and it doesn't mean, like, two, because um, I think about some of the communities I'm connected to now and that, you know, you, right. you and I share some some spaces together. And it's it's different to be in community than to feel like I have to fit in.
1: Absolutely. And
0: it's challenging. Like, it can be really daunting. Um, but I can so relate to what you're saying. Like, I survived by A-plussing things for a very, very long right. time. Right, It's like if I A-plus this, no one's going to shoot an arrow or, like, mm-hmm. and if I um, make sure it's done perfectly or um, – and the person that I was at the cost of was myself. I was Absolutely. depleting myself. And yeah. I was – Going against, like, oh, my gut intuition that might have led me down a path Mm -hmm. to explore. I was like, oh, but it says make sure you A plus this, this next test, school, sports, you know, getting married, having children. Like, whatever it it is, like, make sure you do this very, very, very well. And it's not that I don't want to do it well, but now I'm much more um, able to like laugh at my mistakes, right. own my mistakes, mm-hmm. um, and not feel like I'm gonna die because I made one. Oh, In fact, yeah. I'll probably make a thousand doing even exploring <laughs> sovereignty with Elizabeth. <laughs> um, so I will do my best. Um, but I started to realize that there was um, that my vulnerability actually could be my greatest strength because right. I could actually soften into myself more. Yeah. And connect with others,
1: like acknowledge your humanness. Yeah, <laughs> Right. <laughs> that. Yeah, no, I think I, I'm right there with you. I, I truly, there was there was very little uh, that I didn't try to overachieve it. Now, I didn't always overachieve, but the amount of terror and anxiety and frustration and anger that I would turn on myself if I had made a mistake mm-hmm. so many years
2: mm-hmm.
1: of feeling like well I'm I'm going to have to quit now cuz I just made a mistake I had a spelling typo mm-hmm. that I'm never going to live down
2: mm-hmm. and the
1: and what's funny is is the amount yeah. of <clears throat> excuse me energy that I put on in trying to do things perfectly when I did make a mistake it was so big <laughs> Because I was like this powder keg of trying to be perfect. So when something finally did fall apart, Mm -hmm. it was so big. And it was usually very public and totally humiliating. But what happened is I did that enough times that I finally thought, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm so not close to perfect now. Mm -hmm. I can just be me because everybody Mm -hmm. knows. Mm -hmm. Like I can be just a giant train wreck. So -hmm. I felt like I had, quote, unquote, failed enough times in enough different ways that now I can just be human. Mm -hmm. And it was such a relief.
0: And I think what you're bringing forward is really um, a key to, like, how we settle into our authenticity and our humanness is these little mini triggers, whether it's a spelling error
2: Mm -hmm.
0: on a job or whether it's, um, you know, a certain smell or whatever it might be. Like, whatever is that word, like, I, I remember when I was early married, uh, if my husband said to me, just relax, it would, like, make me do the opposite. You know, right. like, and and it was, a, like, for me, that was, a like, it, it triggered, like, a stress response in me, right? Like, yeah. you know, we'd be, like, trying to juggle a million things, and you'd be like, just relax. It's all going to get done. And um, he was right, but what I think is the gold in this is what you're bringing forward is, like, if we can – pause and get curious about the triggers, whether it's a spelling word or whether it's a word someone says or a smell or a place, and we can start to trace it back. Like, why am I triggered here? Like, what happened? Like... You know, was I humiliated in the second grade at the spelling bee? I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, and, and and so therefore I started to try to overcompensate by never spelling something wrong. Right. <laughs> yes. Because that was such an embarrassing moment at eight. Then we can free ourselves. Yeah. And then we can use that gift of like how we coped at that younger age and stage to try to survive the embarrassment or the shame or the Mm -hmm. insert whatever that experience was and say like oh I actually really know how to spell well I'm using your example here I actually really know how to spell well I know how to look things up but it's not the end of the world if I spell this word wrong in this email going out to you know colleagues right um I'm not going to be humiliated on stage at
1: you know, like I felt at eight. Yeah. And it's funny, even you talking about that, I'm getting triggered about. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> right? <laughs> but in a way, it's like I can already start to feel that anxiety that I was suffering. And, you know, during the whole lockdown thing, I, that was when I was taking some time to reflect on where did this start? Hmm. You know, how, how did I get in this place of um, expecting so much from myself and then being so hard on myself when mm-hmm. I didn't achieve this level of perfection that I required of myself, but nobody else in my life did I require that level of perfection. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: why was I doing it? Once, mm-hmm. And once I started exploring those things and came back to, mm-hmm. oh, it was this time when I was five, and it was fairly innocuous, but in reflection, I've been making decisions based on that moment Right. Or I've had thought patterns that have led me down certain roads based on that moment for my entire life, and how crazy is it that that one little moment has been dictating so much, and I wasn't aware, I had no idea, right, right, and so so again, you go back to, you know, where are other areas of my life where I'm not free? Why why am I being tied down by these things? You know, even if it was something that my mom or my dad or my brothers said in passing. Right. But it got so deeply ingrained. And it really doesn't, it didn't even necessarily mean much in that point or in that time, yet it's ruled areas of my life.
0: Right. And when we get curious and conscious and trace it back, we actually start to experience some freedom. Absolutely. And authenticity from, you know, getting free from that past hurt. And, um... So it's not informing our present, and there's so many pathways to sovereignty. I mean, we're only talking about one yeah. or two path, you know, angles here. Um, my hope is that as we continue to um, talk with different guests that come on and different people, that um, we can really hold space for such a diversity of experience right. and exploration around sovereignty, and. what does it mean? Um, And what does it mean? And how has it landed for people? Like, how have people gotten themselves on their pathway to freedom and authenticity? And what does that look like for them? Uh, And I'm so deeply curious because I love hearing how, like, so many paths to the same point. So stay tuned as we come back to explore sovereignty and what it means and why exploring sovereignty is creating space for people to be curious conscious speak with different thought leaders who are heart-centered exploring pathways that set everyone free and set yourself free I'm Elizabeth Sullivan, owner of Soma Soul Sovereignty. I teach people to transform and heal their bodies, minds, and spirits and manifest higher consciousness. My hope with Soma Soul Sovereignty is that you open up to the power to heal yourself. We believe the power to heal is within each of us. It supports us coming home to ourselves and our authenticity. The alchemy of Soma Yoga, Ayurveda, energy medicine, and multidimensional healing is a synergistic approach that supports this self-healing state within and around us. It is filled with common sense and a deep understanding of the beauty for life and consciousness. It reminds us that our true divine nature is light, aligned with love, and when we orientate toward it, much releases, heals, and transforms. Experience the power and freedom within and ways to support your body, mind, and spirit being unified. Soma Soul Sovereignty, awaken to your light within. For more information, visit Love or somasoulsovereignty.com. That's Sovereignty.com.
2: Would you like to create more freedom in your life? Developing higher consciousness and sovereignty is the currency for that freedom. Transformation expert Nancy claremont Carr with The Joy Effect empowers leaders to transform their lives and impact using conscious leadership principles. Nancy is offering a transformational eight-week group coaching program, Conscious Leadership Transforms, starting October 24th to help leaders create more joy, abundance, and freedom. Register now at nancyclaremontkarr.com.
0: At the School for Higher Consciousness, we are committed to raising the level of consciousness on the planet by educating and empowering people to grow, evolve, and live well. We are dedicated to supporting people through this critical time on the planet. Our classes provide a path that deeply connects you to your inner power and higher levels of consciousness. We inspire, teach, and empower people to develop the skills and practices needed to energetically heal, grow, and connect more fully to their life purpose. Learn more at schoolforhigherconsciousness.com schoolforhigherconsciousness.com Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Sharon Crowley's in studio with me today where we are exploring sovereignty and the why behind what we're doing here. Uh As we interview thought leaders who are heart-centered, curious, and conscious and exploring the many pathways that can set ourselves free. So, yeah, we were just exploring, you know, how some of our conditioning when we're younger gets in our way of sovereignty uh, and how sometimes we need to slow down, get curious and conscious to unpack, you know, Mm -hmm. what actually happened? How have I... Because of my beliefs and my past experiences, how have I limited myself or kept myself small instead of standing in my fullest potential? And in yoga therapy, I'm a a yoga therapist and uh, also do Ayurvedic health counseling and somatics and energy work. And in yoga therapy, we explore this idea of positive intent and... uh, (laughs) Because often in those realms of yoga therapy, when people are being trained to be yoga therapists or doing yoga therapy work, um, they're noticing such a shift within themselves mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. uh, And it's like as they shift they want, like, oh my gosh, I want to go home and tell my closest people, like, they have to go do this, right? right? And I was also one of those people that got so excited that I was like, hey, I'd come home after a weekend of training and my husband would have been with our four kids and I'd be like, listen, da, 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 da. and it was like not the right timing. So that, that is something else to learn that I learned. Um, but we have this idea of positive intent and that is like a couple of things. One is that if we have positive intent, that one each of us is doing the best we can with what we have in this moment, right. but we can also, like, see another person's fullest potential.
1: Right. And that they're coming from the same place. Yes. You know, and, and to make the assumption they're coming from the same place as opposed to um, a completely different and um, perhaps judged as wrong or ill-informed because everybody's perspective is their perspective.
0: Right. And if we have positive intent for one another and you show up and, you know, Sharon shows up and, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can see Sharon in like her fullest potential and all her gifts and talents and attributes. um, I leave space for you to actually rise to that fullest potential. Right. Whereas if, I don't hold that right. uh, intention for myself or others. And maybe I, like, know certain patterns of people and I project that that pattern is going to show up. But guess what? I'm going to see that pattern in that person. You sure do. <laughs> you
1: absolutely do because that becomes your perception because that's where your perception started out.
0: Right. And so it's like this frequency.
1: Absolutely.
0: And one of the things that I hope for our radio show and podcast is that we hold space for people to show up in their brilliance and right. shine such a light on that brilliance that it's contagious. It's
1: like, Yeah, I think if you're really present and you're holding that intention – you can learn so much from just the smallest interactions all day long.
0: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's a game changer. I it mean, is. it um, even shifts for me when I'm in this space how I relate to my children, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) um, like the people closest to me, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I can be in that space, it's like, there's a whole room for something different and new to happen.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Magical,
0: magical, like miracles can happen. And when I'm in my conditioned space or mind,
1: right.
0: There is typically only room for a pattern
1: to repeat. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I would love to say that you know, no matter what, from the moment I get up until the more moment I go to bed at night, that I'm living with that intention. But again, not perfect. Human. <laughs> so human. Human, which I can accept. Um, however, by continually reminding myself of the intention, I have a lot more of my day with the intention. Yeah. And I am holding space. Absolutely. In a lot more of my day. And again, in the flow. In the flow.
0: And so as um a community uh here at Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and, and my and Sharon, my regular guest co host here, you know, I might even invite our listeners to even like pause and think and imagine like who are you at your best self? Like, what does that even... What do those qualities feel like in yourself? Um, How do you envision your best self? And again, best not meaning perfect. Best meaning, like, authentic mm-hmm. with all the stuff that we bring to learn here yeah. and with your unique perspective and talents. And your potential. And your potential. Yeah. Like, what's one thing? Like, you know, don't, like... You know the other thing in yoga therapy will often say is like, "What's the next easiest thing you can do?"
1: Right.
0: <laughs> instead, of, like instead of
1: jump into the hard one,
0: jump into the hard one. Like, grow a skill set by doing the next easiest thing. <laughs> you know, and hopefully it's with kindness. And I tr- love the way you just said it. Grow
1: a skill set. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's true. It's true
1: though, because it's I was right conditioned
0: and raised that, like, oh, if I want something. And it took a little bit of undoing in me. I had to do the hardest thing. You
1: bet. First. Always the hardest path.
0: Right? Yeah. And I don't necessarily have to do that. What's the next easiest thing? Maybe it's picking up that sock on the floor that just yeah. made the room a little bit brighter. Right. Um, and then the next best, you know, the next easiest thing, the next, it's like, it's like a snowball effect there was that starts this, to There happen. was this
1: movie uh, back probably in the 90s. Um, called What About Bob. Yes. You remember that? I do. And when he was baby-stepping it. Yes. <laughs> I hear frequently in my head, I'm like, just baby-steps, baby-stepping it, baby-stepping it.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you have not watched What About Bob, it's a
1: fantastic But But it, it became sort of my mantra. The yeah. other mantra I have is, you know, if I'm really striving, what I ultimately want is freedom and joy. Right. That's it. Right. It's freedom and joy for myself and my family. That's, and then that's what I want.
0: I'll even find myself reflecting on, like, where do I not feel freedom and joy? Correct. And so, you know, as a community here, like, where, like, you know, if you start to observe your life from a witness stance, you know, not that inner critic, but just, like, you know, a little bit above and around you is a witness stance yeah. that has, like, a higher mind, higher wisdom. Where are you not – where where are we not free? Where are we not experiencing joy? And joy is a little bit different than happiness. Like, Absolutely. happiness is sometimes more conditional. Mm-hmm. Joy – it's like you can experience joy even in the most difficult of circumstances. Yeah, I think
1: it's, there's a little more purity.
0: Yeah, it's like a deep reservoir, yeah. you know. Like, you can experience – And it doesn't mean happiness isn't part of that, but it's not – it's a little bit of a shift. Um, And then if I can reflect from that witness stance of where I'm not feeling freedom, joy, or authenticity and get curious about it, again, that curiosity kind of keeps me in that learning mode versus in Uh that reactionary Uh habit mode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like slow down and like, okay – I'm not doing this part of my day well, or this interaction. I wish I could have been smoother. There's uh, less of a less of a cleanup or yeah, a trace.
1: Yeah, there's one of my favorite quotes. I actually had it printed and made into a poster in my center, but it's by a gentleman uh, named Peter Krohn, and he's calls himself the I think the mind architect. I could be wrong with that, but it's a quote that says life has a way of presenting you with circumstances. to mm. you know? I'm butchering the quote here. But basically, to illuminate the areas in your life where you're not free. Mm. And it does. Every day, I am presented with circumstances and situations and people that highlight areas where I can grow a skill set.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who... um don't know, Sharon Crowley has the Ohm Center of Healing, oh, yeah. and she um, lovingly cares for two harmonic eggs that are self-healing light and sound uh, sacred geometry therapy that you can go and sit in, and different soundtracks and different qualities of light that will support your own self-healing state. It's yeah. a lovely space.
1: Shameless plug. But the idea is um, <laughs> to meet people exactly where they're at mm-hmm. in that moment, in that mm-hmm. day. And the sound and light frequency works with your energy in that moment. Mm-hmm. So it's not about trying to change it immediately from the onset, not trying to change mindset. It is about working with your energy And calming down your nervous system. And again, I really think that it highlights more about the flow. Mm -hmm. This is not about, in my opinion, an abrupt change or way of thinking and then trying to make yourself
0: Mm -hmm. think
1: whatever that is. Mm -hmm. This is about really exploring you.
0: Or about even, absolutely, and um, having done the harmonic eggs many times, I fully uh, support what Sharon just shared about them. Um, It's also not about, like, doing an inventory of all the things that are wrong with you. Correct. Um, It's about coming into, like, when I ask, what's the positive intent for yourself? I'm asking you to explore that from a self-compassion, self-love, self-healing state, not a critical... If I was only X or Y or Z, or if I Um, had, or if I only had, or if I didn't, right? (laughs) I I personally have had a journey with alopecia, and that is in the Western medical um, definition of it—unexplained hair loss. And um, but from an energetic or Ayurvedic or you know, there's a lot of other ways to look at that pattern that's within me in terms of. My weak spot is um, hair, and that's when I'm under stress. That's how it expresses. Um, And it's it's given me a lot of opportunity to get curious and trace it back and wonder, like, well, why is that? Like, where did the stress come from? Where did the traumas or the adverse childhood experiences that I endured come from, and what was underneath that?
1: And how did you experience it? And how did
0: I experience it? How did my system and my nervous system experience it? And for a long time I would be, I I had a, like, kind of a quiet voice, but it was strong. Like, I'll be happy when my hair is back, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And so I was always delaying my happiness. Well, I mean, through a lot of introspection and healing work and my own healing journey, I don't feel that way anymore. And so when I ask about, like, what's your positive intent for you? Like, what is that? And then even explore if you're having a challenge with another person, what's the positive intent? Like, how could you see them in their fullest potential? How could you hold space for that person that either is very close to you and you love or you're having difficulty
1: with and see them in their humanness? Or even the person that cut you off on the highway. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, different triggers for different people. (laughs) That's
1: right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That one doesn't bug me so much. Me either, but... (laughs) But it bugs a lot of people. Road rage is
1: a thing. (laughs) Yeah, road rage is a
0: thing. Um, Yeah, so it's... um, And then even going back to what I started uh, this this segment with is, like, when I would come back from yoga therapy wanting, like, oh, my gosh, I've changed so much. I've had all this, like insights and ah ahas and awareness like let me tell you all about it um not the right time but what I started to notice because I was like well maybe everyone I know needs to go through like you know this training right (laughs) like it's like when you discover like a food everyone needs to eat this food even though that food might not be the right stimulus for everyone um I started to realize and explore that Actually, as I change, there's a proximity of change.
1: Absolutely. You're sending off a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. We're all frequency and energy. And when you shift your mind and your thoughts, your soul, you're emanating something completely different. And people will shift around you without you having to say a word
0: or without you having to say you need to change. Correct. Absolutely. So it actually really brings the invitation home. That we have more control and manifestation within us than we actually realize. So if we're swimming, you know, down a river in the flow of something that's pretty constrained Uh and we maybe haven't even realized we're in the river. Because there are moments like that I've had where I'm like, I didn't even know I was in this river. Like, (laughs) wait a minute. I want to step out. I want to be on that bank. I need a little bit of a pause because I'm not sure this is in my highest good
1: truth and source. Right. You're flailing and you're burning all your energy trying to stay afloat.
0: And it might be something, you know, it might be within lots of different structures right now are changing in the world. Everywhere. Um, You know, from business, and healthcare, and education, and government, and school, school and um, religion. I mean, there's so many major infrastructures that are, I think, in a deep transformative
1: space. Right. Can't wait to get into it.
0: Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So, we'll be back to talk more about the power of proximity of change. And how much is within us that can help us manifest our pathways to freedom, sovereignty, authenticity, and greater expression, joy, and love.
2: At some point, we've all probably felt like we're stuck in a rut when it comes to our health whether it's something physical, digestive, or emotional. You may have even gone to the doctor only to feel like the root causes weren't being addressed. So why not try another approach? This is Dr. Erica Way with Beyond Chiropractic. I'm a holistic practitioner that will take the time to empower you to transform so you can manifest your optimal life. At Beyond Chiropractic, we use QNRT, Quantum Neuro Reset Therapy, QNRT resets the brain's response to emotional triggers by addressing past and present trauma. By resetting the brain's response to emotional trauma, you can clear the way for your physical body to heal. Don't let unresolved issues hold you back. Go to beyondchiropractic.com and discover the answers your health deserves. Find out more and how to book an appointment at beyondchiropractic.com.
0: Does your child struggle with sensory issues? Do they fight getting dressed in the morning or are they anxious to go to school? Are they easily overwhelmed and overstimulated by lights and sounds? At Whole Family Chiropractic, we love helping parents understand why their child is struggling and more importantly, how to help. We use safe, gentle and effective neurologically based chiropractic to help your child's brain feel calm, safe and organized. For more info, visit sensoryhelpmn.com. That's sensoryhelpmn.com. You're going to make it. You got to stay Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co host Sharon Crowley from the Ohm Center of Healing in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you, Sharon, for being here. Thanks and being a me. regular guest co host on Exploring Sovereignty.
1: I'm so excited about this. I think it's such a fantastic topic and it's uh, endless with possibility.
0: Agreed. And um, I think for me, one of the ahas around it is I, I feel like for a long time, <laughs> millennia maybe. Um, and and something that I was sort of like born into, it was like, oh, there are all these infrastructures in place that are supposed to protect my sovereignty. Right. And I feel like for me in the last few years, I've really had an inner knowing and awakening um, as I've been on my own healing journey and support that of others uh, and partner with people in theirs that... As I do my inner work, it's really about me stepping more into my authenticity and sovereignty.
1: Yeah.
0: um, And not waiting for others to do it for me. Right. And in fact, some of the places and spaces I've given implicit trust to, I've had to get like question and reframe and readjust in order to like. Step into what actually supports me being whole and healthy and able to have the energy to manifest my gifts and talents in the world. Right. That sometimes when I was just going along with whatever it was I've been told, that actually wasn't.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I personally am fairly literal. And so I needed to know what the rule was, what the direction was, so that then I could get that A+. plus.
2: Mm-hmm. I was
1: usually fine with an A-. minus. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea being that I was doing everything that a good human would do. Because mm-hmm. I did, I always bought, I shouldn't say bought, I always believe in the golden rule. And that was one of the most basic things is I want to treat other people the way I want to be treated.
0: And there's actually a platinum rule that we learned in yoga therapy. Really? Treat others as you would at their best self. Which is exactly Which is where from Yogi Raj and Vivi Bates.
1: And I think that's great, especially as I as you were saying about this uh, transition or transformation that you've been going through, I think that's the next level. As opposed to just checking the boxes and doing things the way we're told is the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Moving into that is the higher Realm. It's the higher experience. It's, I think, the way It's a you... shift
0: in consciousness it and is, relation. And, I... and when I say shift in consciousness, consciousness is available to everyone. Like, we're always at different states of consciousness throughout all the moments of our day. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're in reactionary or, um, you know, unconscious patterns. And sometimes we're more in a conscious realm. And sometimes we're in a super conscious realm. And, and yeah. I... I began to kind of understand that, oh, maybe, like, me always playing by the rules, mm-hmm. that maybe, first of all, the rules aren't Set rules up. I want to, You know, they, they're <laughs> not They're not based in nonviolence. They're not based in love or truth or, or kindness or
1: integrity. And, or with the intention of the highest and best.
0: Right, yeah. of myself or others. Right. And then how do I navigate that? You know, like, because if I follow that, I'm actually going to be out of alignment and that's not going to nourish me and sustain me.
1: No, and I think, you know, as you know, and as I have learned over the years, it can lead to so many debilitating health issues or mental issues or emotional issues when you're continually trying to align yourself with something that you don't feel aligned with. Right. On the most basic level.
0: And it can feel scary.
1: Yeah.
0: And it can require a lot of bravery and courage. And that's why I say, like, start with the easiest thing first. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. You know, if it's waking up five minutes early, um, like, small gains will get you great strides.
1: Well, and I think for me, it's been not only uh, a thing of trying to figure out how I wish to speak about sovereignty, there's this real. it's been a very intense, long journey of just trying to figure out how I feel about it. Hmm. Like, where do I stand on so and many different things? what does it even mean? And what does it mean? And mm-hmm. am I fully informed about everything or should I take a step back and get more informed? How much do I, how invested am I in and any I, of these things?
0: And it also requires a level of like being, at least I've found, being open to being willing to digest more that oh, sometimes yeah. is really hard to look at. Or and be like, wrong. Or be wrong. I
1: like being right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've sur- I I surrendered.
1: Well, that you know, there's, sur- a right, that, but, there's right. that attachment as right. I was growing up to being right. Yeah, I was that, really attached absolutely. to Absolutely, me too. Yeah. I, had, I had good intentions, and I really was attached to being right.
0: Yeah, I no. Was, I was right.
1: attached to doing everything correctly. Because if you got
0: it right, then you didn't get in trouble. You bet. And even that idea of right and wrong. Yes, I, I like to even like tease out a little bit because instead of the paradigm of right and wrong, which in, in the Western world we've been very in, indoctrinated in,
1: and an inundated with, and inundated, especially in the last five years. Yep, and and three if you're years, you know yeah. and ostracized, you bet.
0: Um, but what about cause and effect? When I do X, Y happens. When I don't do X, Y doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so, and Ayurveda, you know, which is the science of self-healing and a sister science to yoga, which is the science of self-realization, um, cause and effect, I mean, you know, in both sciences, but cause and effect is very much like, oh, you know, if someone is coming to to have support around whatever they're navigating, the first thing is try to remove the cause. Right. Right? Right. Because then the effect shifts. Correct. And Like increases like. Like increases like. (laughs) You know, like qualities increase like qualities. So if you're cold and you have a cold drink, it will increase the cold. Right. Is what Sharon's getting at. And in Ayurveda, opposites will balance. So if you're cold and you have a warm drink, you're starting to balance the cold effect or the quality that can lead to further unease or yeah. if left. And move into a balanced state. And move into a balanced state. Yeah. And so the this idea of cause and effect has really, tra- you know, that, that the effect is always in the cause. So if you have a seed mm-hmm. and you give it the right conditions, it will grow. So in my system, like, you know, I had that seed for alopecia and if I, hadn't had the right conditions that wouldn't have expressed correct but I had the p- possibility for it to express right and because those conditions were met it expressed right so it it is such a shift in how I've like you know been able to start to move
1: away from this well, it's either right
0: or wrong, and it. Well, and Heaven I think,
1: forbid I make a mistake. Right, and I think it's that easing up on the judgment piece of it mm-hmm. that leads to the enlightenment, and mm-hmm. you're able to actually explore. Okay, let's look at the roots. Mm-hmm. Where where did this start?
0: And what is
1: the root cause? And what like, is like? Yeah. I
0: went to you know one of the top medical places in the world, and I was told you're the healthiest person we've seen today. And I was like, well, I still have an imbalance if my hair is having trouble growing. Um, But thank you. I'm glad everything else looks really good. Um, And so that, you know, I will say, our bodies are always giving us messages and the conditions that are expressing, whether it's a minor discomfort or something louder. And if we have the courage and the support and the resource to, like, uh, you know, slow down and ask why, It will, I mean, it definitely has informed my path because then I got curious, so what's energy medicine like? Oh, energy medicine starts to address my stress. And when the stress is removed, my system can actually like harmonize and manifest the tissues the way it's supposed to. And yoga and Ayurveda started to, and, you know, started to like fill in some of the knowledge that I was craving and... And the idea that our soul is even larger than this manifestation of our body and is expressing in many lifetimes or patterning was mind-blowing to me but also started to make a lot of sense of like, oh, I'm here to heal some of this past patterning and choose Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. so I'm not repeating the pattern moving forward. Right.
1: And and the different places where you're just in a cycle – Mm -hmm. And by your, I mean, I'm reflecting on my own life, but all the places where I was just staying in a cycle and thinking I was doing things totally differently, Mm -hmm. never having addressed root causes of anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking health. I'm talking about in every area of my life. Me too. Um, And the minute you start realizing it's so much bigger than that, yet it's very simple Mm -hmm. and it's all connected. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so excited about what you're doing here, truly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because there's just so much to explore for Mm -hmm. ourselves, for everybody, for the world.
0: everyone's pathway is going to be different.
1: Yeah, which is the exciting point. That's why we're all here and made individually. And again, the Ayurvedic um, study that I was also in helped me understand, truly, every single individual is unique. Mm -hmm. I understood the fingerprint thing, Mm -hmm. but I really didn't understand the unique energies and gifts and experiences and everything that goes into a play of a unique human,
2: mm-hmm.
1: creating that unique perspective, which is very valid, mm-hmm. all of it.
0: And totally, it's extremely valid. And it's also why, because everyone's unique, everyone's pathway is going to look different.
1: Yeah. and Thus the sovereignty.
0: Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thus the sovereignty. And, and yeah, we're going to be talking with different, you know, heart-centered thought leaders on this, but hopefully it's to inspire self-reflection and an inner self gnosis or wisdom gets ignited in uh, this community of listeners and, and speakers and, um, and that we all rise to the highest possibility that each of us has
1: within us. Right. And that and that there's not necessarily a need for the divisive uh, communication that's going on now.
0: No. In fact, you know, that's one of the things that really um, also I feel passionate about is that uh, in the last, you know, handful of years, it's like, I love being in conversation with people who think different, feel different, yeah. have done different things. And it was like all of a sudden, it's like everyone was in these echo chambers, whether it was because of social media or poli- you know, politics. <laughs> Dr. Ladd once said politics, but <laughs> <laughs> politics or how they felt. It's like all of a sudden we got divided. And the only person that benefits mm-hmm. is it's definitely not us. no. But the only person it benefits is someone who is misusing power and control. Right. And the misuse of power and control has caused
1: great harm. Yeah, and I think that there are those that absolutely know that they're misusing it. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there are those that it was just a learned way of being Mm -hmm. and may not even be aware Mm -hmm. that that's where they're operating from. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, if you go to the highest and and best Potential, right? Then there's an opportunity for change.
0: They too can, everyone can change. Absolutely. And usually at the root of misuse of power is deep fear. Absolutely. And, I see it every day. Right? Mm-hmm. And the more we can heal our fears or whatever those triggers of our fears are, you know, ultimately uh, the kleshas, which is translated as afflictions in yoga, um, the tip of the klesha is fear of death itself. Right. So, Even thinking, can we start to become more skillful with each exhalation like a mini death, right? So that we're not afraid of our own death and our immortality or our ability to, you know, that everything has a season and a a cycle. And we start to respect the seasons and cycles, including, you know, creation, manifestation, and destruction, which happens with every human, it happens with the plants we plant, it happens with our ideas, it seasons. happens with our emotions, our seasons, <laughs> yes. our season of life, the time on this earth. And, and can we get more skillso- skillful so that we aren't afraid of death? That yeah. actually it's a natural transition into the next evolution of what it is. Because guess what? Then we become more sovereign. We're not doing things out of that fear space.
1: Well, that just sounds like a whole bunch more shows.
0: (laughs) It does sound like a whole (laughs) bunch more shows. And with that in mind, for those of you listening or just tuning in to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and with my guest co-host and dear friend Sharon Crowley, um, if you are inspired to explore, you know, your own positive intent or positive intent of others or notice how your own inner change creates a proximity of change around you or have ideas for the show and the podcast that you want to see manifest and happen, definitely reach out. Yeah, chime in. Chime in. It's a discussion. It is. <laughs> and we are so delighted that you are here and joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Sharon Crowley, where we interview and speak with heart-centered thought leaders who are curious, conscious on pathways that
1: set yourself free.